Rookie Designer, Episode 4. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Okay, so I'm just going to do this thing. Um, not sure if you can hear it or not. Hopefully not, but the planes have been taking off one after another without a break in between. So you may hear some low grumbly noise in the background, but we're just going to ignore it. The topic for today is knowing your limits. And this is something that I could actually probably take a few things home from myself. Uh, if you've ever looked at my website, you'll notice that I offer services, a pretty wide array of services, anything from print design to video editing. And this is kind of what we're going to talk about today. It's, it's when you kind of get into that thing where you're a jack of all trades, but you don't really have expertise in one discipline. And this this can be something that, that can be bad, and we're going to point out different ways that it can be bad. But it's, you know, it's something that young designers, I think, fall into a lot. It's not an uncommon thing, and if, if I pretty much described you, I wouldn't worry about it too much. It's something that, as you mature as a designer, it's, it's going to be easier to pinpoint what you want to do with your career and maybe narrow down, you know, the different things that you're going to you're going to be getting into. And as a side note, I just wanted to throw in a little disclaimer about this whole podcast. And that is that, well, the topics that I bring up are usually things that either I've been through or possibly even things that I'm currently going through. And I, I never intended this to be, you know, I'm the expert on everything that I talk about because I certainly am not. Uh, it's really just to bring up issues because when you bring these issues up with yourself uh, and possibly even write them down to, to remember them, it's a way to, to overcome them and figure out ways to get past you know the things that are hindering your career. So I just wanted to make sure everybody knows I'm not trying to be the, the uh, be-all, know-all expert on what I'm talking about here. And actually, as I said, I think I said it in the first episode, I'm hoping to learn something from the listeners as well. And so we got a couple of things coming up. Uh, you can actually comment on the posts that are on the website at rookiedesigner.com. In addition to that, uh, sometime soon, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'm actually going to be putting up a forum so that we can get all those questions answered. And hopefully we'll get a good community of people up there to help answer questions and to ask questions, and we can all learn from each other. That's really the purpose of this whole podcast. That's what I envisioned when, upon the creation of it, you might say. So, back to the topic at hand. Um, the school that I went through actually kind of turns you into one of these people that, that can do everything you know, pretty good, do a mediocre job, but you're not really an expert in any one field. We kind of went through these levels where you learn Photoshop and Illustrator, then you learn print design, then after that you can you learn a little web design, after that you, you pick a couple of different things. I actually did video editing and 3D animation. So you kind of end up knowing a little bit about everything, but not a lot about one thing. 
And as I said, this is typical for designers that are just starting out. Sometimes it's really hard to pinpoint what you want to do because there's so many different avenues you can take. And really a lot of them are related to each other. Like, you know, Photoshop, you can do several different things. If you have a background in photography, you're going to be using Photoshop for that. But also it can be used for, you know, web graphics, print design, just about anything. So, you know, how do we, how do we figure out which direction to go in? It's really just a, a matter of getting out there and doing different things and seeing what fits your talents, seeing what fits your needs as a designer, and basically just seeing what you like to do. I think most importantly, though, you just have to reach a point, and hopefully you'll do this soon, where you realize that you can't do everything. It would be cool to be able to do everything, but there's just not enough time to know enough about all the different applications and what it takes to, to design in each of these genres. And I think that really came for me when I finished school. As I mentioned before, I did take some 3D animation classes where we learned Maya. And, well, you know, this is the kind of thing that a lot of people say, man, that would be the greatest job to be able to make video games or make the special effects for movies these days. You know, it's it's like a childhood dream come true. But, you know, you got to realize there's a there's a crap load of work that goes along with this. I mean, this is this is probably one of the most complicated applications that I've ever learned because it's more like four or five different applications all in one. And it was really pretty intense and it was something that that finally I I said, you know, I can't see myself putting in all this time and doing this down the road because it's it just seems beyond me. And it doesn't always have to be that way. It doesn't always have to be something that maybe you don't think you can do. But maybe it's something that you think you don't want to put in that much time to it. Or maybe it's something that, you know, it just doesn't appeal to you as much as other other avenues might. So knowing your limits sometimes means just eliminating tasks that you don't see down the road in your career or in your life. And with that, you kind of you're able to specialize more in things. And with special specialization comes dedication. You can dedicate more of your time doing what you know that you're going to do in your future and thus know more about it. You can spend more time training for the specific applications that you're going to be using. Uh, you, can, you can offer a wider array of services in your specific field because you're going to know how to do more things. If you spend a couple of hours training in several different applications as opposed to concentrating, you know, that say eight hours or whatnot to one or two different applications, obviously you're going to know more if you spend the extra time in just the one or two applications. When you start spreading yourself thin across, you know, trying to know different, several different types of things, you're just, you're not going to have the time to know all that you can about those applications. And that's, that's really the point here. I mean, we, we need to, as we grow as designers, we need to start eliminating things that we don't necessarily have to do so that we can concentrate more on the things that we want to do. And thus, you know, if you're better at these applications, you're better at the, the specialized services that you have, you can end up charging more because you can do more than the average guy who's still trying to do six or seven different things at once. Now, if you, if you must keep several services, which is the case sometimes, it's, as I stated, it is the case with me. 
Sometimes you're, you're just trying to make ends meet. You're doing, you're picking up any job that you can just to make money. Well, if, if that's the case with you, the one thing you can do is just make sure that the quality of your work is good across all the different services that you're offering. It needs to be high quality and you really have to have a high standard for that. You don't want to get in a situation where you offer one service that, that maybe brings brings your level of quality down a little bit, but say that somebody comes to you for a website, but you're better at print design. Somebody comes for you for a website and you really can't give them what they're looking for. Now, this is somebody that might talk to a couple other people and say, well, I went to him and for a website and or him or her for a website and I really didn't get what I was looking for. They didn't, they didn't know their stuff. Well, they don't know that you were better at print because they didn't want the print services. So now you have this reputation of being a subpar designer just because of the one thing that you, you were kind of weak in, you still offered and somebody, you know, somebody figured you out. So that's the danger in keeping several services. If you have to do it, you know, try and make sure that that you can at least stay above water in, in all the services that you're offering. Okay, I'm having all kinds of technical difficulties today. Apparently my disk was a little too full, so it just stopped recording on me. But let's see if we can figure out where we were. Um, well, you, another thing, you, you just really want to be flexible about how you work. Now, this is going to apply to freelancers with clients because clients are going to make you bend over backwards for them. But also for those who are looking for jobs, maybe at an ad agency or, or something like that, um, you really need to learn everything you can that's specific to, you know, the discipline that you're going to offer services for or have skills in. And for me, it was, it was print design. When I came out of school, I was pretty confident. I knew quite a bit about Quark Express which at that time was the industry standard and still does share it with InDesign. But InDesign was kind of creeping up. It, Quark was kind of stagnant and didn't, didn't have any new versions in quite a while because they felt they were on top of things they didn't need to. Well, then InDesign started coming out with new features. And, you know, they've, they've really crept up in there. And, and now a lot of people use both. A lot of people have switched completely to InDesign. So it's one of those things where you can't just kind of be safe with what you know. You kind of have to spread yourself out a little bit and maybe know all the applications that relate to the services that you want to that you want to render. And in addition to that, I think it's always a good idea to know how to use the applications on both platforms. Usually is there's not much learning involved with this. There's a few key commands that are going to be different and for the most part it's going to be the same but you'll find it really valuable, especially in looking for a job because you never know, you know, a lot of people use Macs in design, but there are certain places out there that they'll use PCs and they'll use the software that, that you, you're not familiar with. So it's good to become familiar with these things. So you're not just walking in cold, not knowing anything about, you know, how to do, how to work on their machines or how to work on their software. It's just really a, a way of being prepared. Now, that's what I call a rookie mistake. The tip today is another thing that I'm, I'm kind of taking from my days in school. But again, also, I'm sure this applies to designers who have been out there for a while. But it's really about 
knowing your limits, not taking on too much in a project. It's always good to learn new things in a project, maybe take on a couple of different things that maybe you haven't done before, but you're confident that you can get done. But again, you you have to be able to estimate what you can get done in the time frame that you have to do it. And this was the thing with some of the people in school. We'd have a project in, in say, video special effects class, and these people are like, okay, well, I'm going to have this 3D logo fly in, and then there's going to be fireworks in the back, and then it's going to start raining, and there'll be a lightning storm, and the lightning will hit a tree, and the tree will split in half. And well, this sounds like this sounds like a great project. It sounds like it would look really cool, but the fact was, we only had about a day and a half to do it, and you know, these people just didn't know their limits, so they would do it anyways, and they'd end up turning in half a project. And I'm sure we all know. If you have a client and you turn half a project into him at the deadline, well, he's not going to be very happy and you're not going to get paid. So really knowing your limits is, is a good thing to uh, keep your bearings on. And you, don't, you also don't want to pick things that are going to be too hard for you to accomplish. Like I said, it's good to maybe pick a couple of things that are doable that maybe you haven't done before, but you don't want to get yourself lost in the middle of the project where you're having to uh, look on the internet to figure out how to do something that you thought you could do, but now you can't. I mean, it's just a bad situation. So always just keep these elements that you're going to add to your projects within reason so that you can get them done in the time frame that you have allotted. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. can't say that our website for today directly relates to the show, but it is something that I missed out on mentioning last episode, which was about education. And I wanted to definitely bring it up because I think it's very important. I think it's a good resource. And that is the National Association of Photoshop Professionals. Their website, it is, it is at uh, photoshopuser.com. And to join, it's about $100 a year, or if you're a student, it is reduced to $89 a year. And with this, you get an array of, of great resources, one of which is you get a subscription to Photoshop User Magazine, which you can get, I believe, on the newsstands, but if you are a member, you get a couple of different special editions that come out. And you also have, I think you have access to, they have tutorials, so you have access to the files on the internet. And if you go to this website, you notice a couple of different things. They have a thing called Photoshop Radio, which I believe anyone can listen to. There is a podcast associated with them that is Photoshop TV. And this one is actually a video podcast. It's pretty good. The guys are very interesting and have some good tips. Um, if you are a member, you can log in and you do have extra tutorials that are submitted by others as well as the professionals. You get discounts on different seminars and workshops. You also get discounts on hardware, software, books, all kinds of stuff. So it's really a good resource to take advantage of if you have the money to do it. I would recommend that you do it. And that again is photoshopuser.com. Well, I think that's about it for the show today. I want to remind you, as always, the RookieDesigner.com website is up there just waiting for you to put up some comments to the different postings. As well, my email is 
on the right hand side up towards the top you can always email me i have received a couple so far and appreciate that very much and as i said earlier hopefully in the next coming weeks we're going to have a forum put up there so we can get all kinds of uh, young designers up there asking questions answering questions and just having general discussions about design itself which is great for the learning process it's good to talk to other designers just one little quick note at the end here I wanted to give some thanks to the band that supplied the music for the beginning and end of the podcast. They are called Everyday Victory. And if you've been getting the Enhanced Podcast, you you probably already know that there's a link at the end for these guys. But if you do not get the Enhanced Podcast, you can find their music at everydayvictorymusic.com. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's out of here.